2: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns.
3: Albie Shattuck here. By the way, there's a new uh, All You Can Eat podcast this morning. I thought it was kind of an interesting one. Basically, I interrogated Alice Shattuck, asking her some food questions. But these days are tough days for us. Uh, tough. T- well, no, I shouldn't even say us. These days are tough days for Alice. She is back to work. And between that and all the kids' stuff, et cetera, she's all out. And you're a great mom, Alice. I, I no, You probably don't think that. But you, you really could lose it much more than you do. I mean, you do a lot of stuff. You do a lot of stuff. And I just want to know let you know that I appreciate it. Thank you. I feel like I should backpedal away from any more commentary <laughs> on anything like that. And also Alice Shotick, by the way, if just so you guys don't know, had the coolest moment of her life this morning, which was utterly it, sometimes I thought we
2: weren't going to talk about this.
3: I'm not going to talk about. I'm just going to outline. Just it, it, it's <laughs> it's utterly. It was utterly. Sometimes you're so exhausted and so trying to do so so many different things and so trying to juggle all sorts of things in the world that that um, that. And this is especially you, Al. Especially since you're a little older now, um, is that um, sometimes you just say something that. Is told it's just in passing, but it's like it was the coolest thing I'd ever heard. Alice told I don't know me what the coolest this thing. morning. Alice told me, um, very sternly <laughs> to hit the gas. <laughs> it was we we were um enjoying each other's company briefly. She. Very matter of fact, like said, like we're running out of time units. Hit the gas. What I was. And it was to- totally uh, no veneer. It was like a very raw thing to say. And then later on, she went on to give me the most horrific evaluation of my romantic prowess that I have ever read. I'm not actually going to ever read it again. I have never been drawn and quartered like this over text as well and taken to task she was like a disgusted head coach who just like trashes the locker room afterwards just to show the players she was she was angry I, at I my planning at my execution um about my flimsy performance through throughout she was she, i was i have never taken like a tongue lashing like that.
2: Why are you happy about it and talking so, uh, about it on the show? So I've never taken. Why are you enjoying it this much? I'm not. I was mad. I was I trying know. to start a fight. I, I was upset, I, and I, you're just you just like it.
3: I know, I know, because it was so like i uh, I'd never seen it before. I'd never seen it like I, I thought that hit the gas, in other words, let's go, was like already like very pragmatic. There's nothing like feminine and soft about that. But it was not a feminine and soft moment. And then um, to 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 get that eval, <laughs> which was just the absolute, she destroyed. Me. To let me just tell you something, it's as if uh, my team got built, beat seventy two to six. She doesn't like what she saw on offense. She didn't like what she's on defense. She didn't like what she's on special teams. She didn't like the all the unforced errors. She, nobody did their job. It was it was absolutely excoriated. excoriated. By my by, my wife Sally. There's spaghetti on the dining room table. Spaghetti, dining room table. Okay. Um, and and she also was trying to instigate a fight, so she rolled that into her fight. My overall horrific performance was rolled into the fight, and so this barrage I got on social media. And not on social media. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No God. Thank God. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe not that. Who knows? But. But I was just like so taken aback by being so, like I had been in my life in like one in like maybe for this or that infraction called out, you know, you know, you were selfish. or You need to do was this her. Um, this was a. A devastating performance review and i have never <laughs> so i will be um i've got my uh levitra downstairs I will be having six of those a day <laughs> i'll be eating raw clams now and uh, eating the blood of a fresh killed elk and pouring the rest of the blood uh, over my face um to to get um to get my virulence uh at maximum i have been i have been um I have been tempered by your excoriation, Alice. I will do better. I will do better on the field. So, and I, so hopefully, I hopefully at some point I'll get a, I'll get a rematch, and I'll bring my A game. I promise you. Okay. Okay. So I do apologize. Sorry, but <laughs> it's so funny. <sighs> Check one.
2: Why are you doing check one now
3: because of my I could hear my ears the things happening, okay, so that's the domestic stuff and um and I really think I think it was it,
2: I don't know why you're doing this on the show
3: no no I'm doing this on the show because um I think it's there's some stuff in a relationship that it could only only happens like fourteen years in like we're essentially <laughs> this is our, almost our fourteenth year anniversary essentially mm-hmm. And there's like, and this is, a, and I think I, I love you for it actually. There's where, where like you get, you know, somebody so well that you have different level conversations that you would just never have <laughs> I guess with, so. with anybody else. And so like normal like conversations or even like, or even like um, careful conversations are so normal, mainstream to normalize because we've known each other forever that when engaging in a fight against each other, everything's on the table. Everything, <laughs> everything can be used. Everything can be used. So I'm just, I'm like, it's as if you, from a 100 yards away, threw a dagger at me and, like, got me right in the chest. I'm like.
2: I'm sorry. I hurt your feelings. You didn't. You didn't hurt my feelings. You didn't. Why I, are you so glad about it, though? That's what I don't understand.
3: Because I'm so impressed with, like, the ferociousness.
2: <laughs> ferocity. Ferocity.
3: I'm so impressed with the ferocity. Um, so thank you for that. And I will do better. You're I'm welcome. doing push-ups. I'm going to buy the Kama Sutra. Okay. Uh, I do actually have the Kama Sutra. I think I got it for Christmas years ago. Mm, have you seen pagan.
2: it? Huh? That's pagan.
3: Oh, is it? It's all just sex acts.
2: Yeah, but it's in ritualistic pagan context. Really? Yes.
3: Yeah, but, but why does anybody own the franchise and what positions you can do?
2: Well, it's just that that's a pagan ritualistic sexual manual, not a not a like neutral one.
3: That what does that mean? Pagan? It means non non-religious, right?
2: No, it means in service of pagan religion, of polytheistic. Oh my goodness! Demon worshipping religions. Really? Yes. Wow. I don't know. Look it up. I won't even do yoga. So.
3: Oh right. Okay. Just in case the. I- the guy, the guy grabs us or something.
2: The guy grabs us. Remember, didn't
3: um, didn't the big mattresses kid get swept away? Charles Lockwood Laqu- Air didn't this kid get uh, like culted by a yoga place? Did we talk about this like ten years ago, you and I? Do you remember? Um, like they're saying that this Don Yoga is actually like um, some kind of cult. Actually, that's a good. I'm glad you mentioned that. Because we should bring this up. I mean, up.
2: all yoga, it's not, like, <coughs> about one specific one being a cult. It's, like, all yoga is pagan ritual practices. So, I mean, intentioned or not, that's, like, what it is.
3: Uh, So I want to bring that up, actually. That's a good audible. Because we were listening over the weekend to the Quillette podcast, which is a good podcast with Jonathan K. does a good job. And he had somebody on who had quit the Trump cult. And that's, he was a guy selling a book, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's broken the spell of Trumpism. He used to be MAGA and et cetera, enraptured by it. And, you know, I, I think when people, people may call it the Trump cult. I think that that's just, just elitists who don't understand the draw. Like, I don't like him. I find him orange and gross. The only way somebody else could—it can't be anything on the merits. It has must to be, be brainwashed. Exactly, they must be ba- brainwashed. But I, but I'm, but I would put forth that the Trump is the devil cult is just equally as brainwashing. Oh yeah. People who go around and say he's an existential threat, authoritarian, and this and that, uh, insurrection. Those people also are in a cult where they need to cast this guy as the biggest demon in the world in order to justify their bad behavior because they're really, really angry and upset. And they're not going to have you... They don't want you to feel that they're really, really angry and upset. And I've always said this, that I think progressives are... Special progressive men freaking angry. Well, and women, too. They're angry. They'll smile. They've got nice yard signs, but they're freaking angry. And when they get a chance to, like, by using Trump mm-hmm. to, like, go after you, yell at you, you see? Now you see? I remember working... like. Doing it, when the um COVID first happened, yeah. Talking to one of our editors, and you know they were all like they were all like wanting to say that Trump wanted to, um, you know, put uh, pneumo- um, ammonia in people's bloodlines and you know use inject bleach, inject right. bleach oh, like all this. And I was like with the editors, I'm like we can't do that. You can't we're not reporting that he said to inject bleach. And I remember one of them just exploding and saying it's his GD fault that this thing happened, and I'm pissed off at it. It's his GD fault. That COVID happened. I'm like, okay, so this isn't about. This is about you being upset to the core, right? And yeah, and nothing more than that. Uh, And I just think it's interesting because people have behaved so badly. And so, so, so. Here's another thing: is CNN like people look? Let's use CNN as the standard uh, Mm -hmm. journalistic platform. Yeah, they continue to scare people about Trump every day. Of course, and say he's authoritarian, and this time he's not going to quit, and he's going to be on a revenge store and he's going to just use the Justice Department, etc. So now that they've scared the holy hell all of these media um, companies, like what are they going to do to talk people off of the ledge if Trump wins?
2: Uh, nothing. They're going to just turn the dial up on the panic.
3: That's amazing.
2: They are. I mean, that's what they did last time. I don't see yes. why they would stop now. And did you see... So we didn't get a chance to really talk any E. Jean Carroll yet on this show. No. Um, but that's why it's so psychotic, like what The View did, where they walked out to the theme song from The Apprentice.
3: Oh, pathetic. Oh.
2: Because they're all gleeful that Trump had to pay E. Jean Carroll money. Yeah. Regardless of you know the truth of the whole thing or anything about it or whatever you know they don't care they're just excited that he lost a court case and is supposed to pay her money yes
3: oh yeah no they don't yeah whatever it takes if he gets cancer yeah
2: see oh i know they'd be thrilled do you remember how happy they all were when he got COVID? Mm -hmm. they were so thrilled and like they're thrilled about it now and they're They're just, they're lunatics, and they influence, unfortunately, a lot of people.
3: Well, yeah, and the thing is, with E. Jean Carroll, everybody knows she's nuts. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew Blasey Ford was nuts. We're pretending they're not. E. Jean Carroll, though, is a cuckoo bird.
2: She's certifiable. Yes,
3: she's absolutely lost her mind. You've
2: talked about using some of... Trump's money you're about to get um,
1: to help shore up women's rights. Do you know what that might be? What that might look
4: like? Yes, Rachel. Yes. Tell me. I had such, such great ideas (laughs) for all the good I'm going to do with this money. First thing, Rachel. You and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse, it's yours, Nothing. Rachel. Penthouse and uh, France. You want France? You want to go fishing nope. in France? You want no? France? Oh.
0: All right, all right, okay. That's a joke. Says her lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Although, if if me fishing in France.
3: In, in, I also think that Maddow was like, oh, Jesus.
2: <laughs> no, like this wasn't supposed to go this, this is way. This a crazy
3: person. And, you, you know, so we're making pretend. So every, uh, uh, anything to stop Trump. Anything to stop Trump. Well, you know, I don't know if he's going to end up paying all this money or not. Who knows? But I get the feeling that he's going to... Oh, like in this like judgment against it, his business has to be taken... The more they do this, the more they are rebranding him to an extent that I, I don't think these fools have any idea what they're doing. Any idea what they're doing. He's engendering, you know, more uh, sympathy than ever. Not even the sympathy, but almost a... Like, people are looking at this guy getting beat on and saying, wow, I guess if you're an a-hole from New York and don't speak political east, you better not try to be president because... They never let it go.
2: Oh, yeah. And, like, almost nothing should be as radicalizing to people as the E. Jean Carroll thing was. Like, if Kavanaugh didn't radicalize you, which it did to me, like, the E. Jean Carroll one should be crazy because Kavanaugh is crazy, but ultimately it was unsuccessful at getting anything to happen. In this one, it was just as nuts. It was just... Just as nuts that they were giving any credence whatsoever to this crazy person who just off the street was like, yeah, Trump raped me in a department store 30 years ago. And like, no, I can't prove we even knew each other or were ever in the same place at the same time or where he was or any of this. But... You know, I say it happened. And, like, all these people are seriously gaslighting and being like, oh, witness testimony is, of course, a form of evidence. Yes, witness testimony is a form of evidence. But there's a reason why we have a statute of limitations. And that's because if she did this, for example, like the week after it happened, then Trump would be able to prove where he was. There would be, like, some way to show that he wasn't there and show it beyond a reasonable doubt. There, There is no way that she can show that Trump was anywhere near there. There are so many, like, inconsistencies and problems. I mean, like, I don't want to become a Eugene Carroll, like, truther podcast and get into the details because Mm -hmm. it doesn't even matter that much. The thing is, is that these same people that treated Michael Avenatti and Julie Swetnick with respect when they were going after Kavanaugh, with, like, crazy things, saying he ran, like, gang rape rings in high school, like... First of all, no one even does that. Like That's, like, not a thing. Second of all, like, she didn't even... Had never met him. But, you know, anytime... And anybody can tell you who works in law enforcement that anytime you open up a, t- a tip line, you get all kinds of, sure. like, weirdos and cranks who call... That's all these people are. Oh, totally. And, like, these are insane crazy allegations right and like i was talking about this to somebody who wasn't following the eugene carroll thing closely and they were like oh like why don't you think trump did it and i'm like well i mean i don't have any reason in particular to like think that he did it or didn't do it because there's no like evidence from 30 years ago but it's wild to suggest that you can just about any like wealthy and famous person like i could just be like yeah uh Bill Gates raped me in a Whole Foods thirty years ago. Yeah, have He pushed me into the bathroom and raped me in yeah. Whole Foods. Like, and Bill Gates is like, "Well, I wasn't in a Whole Foods. Well, too bad. I say it happened. That's testament. That's evidence. Yes. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy that you can be convicted based on that. And oh, so, totally. and that should be the fact that a jury did that and was willing to award these insane damages. I mean, like, people have made the joke about like the O.J. Simpson civil damages being Mm -hmm. way less than that for double murder like the idea that a jury would do that should point out to you like how far gone so many of our fellow citizens are because they absolutely like it shouldn't be a question to wonder like how could the holocaust happen how could people do that yeah the people who will do that to trump because they're just so unhinged by him you think they won't do it to you like there's all kinds of stories too of the justice department right now using these special laws the the face act to go after people who protest outside of abortion places yeah like doing protests that would be completely legal anywhere else like completely peaceful protests. but because they're outside of abortion places there's special laws that protect them from having you stand around outside of them and so i mean forget anything close to like what black lives matter protest did in terms mm-hmm. of destruction like these are people who did literally nothing right who just like stood around and the, you know the doj is going after them and giving them years of prison sentences yeah. in some cases like people with families you know you don't even have to if you if the trump january 6 stuff makes you unhinged and you don't want to go for those ones like there's plenty of cases of the doj going after totally ordinary non-trumpy conservatives for crazy things and seeking insane sentences and you're gonna tell me that your fellow citizens on juries aren't gonna vote to do that to you if you're the bad guy if you're the crazy right winger who like wants to take away women's rights or whatever and put everybody in a handmaid's tale like they're coming for you
3: sorry oh totally On those uh, along that line, Byron York tweets out, This week, Judge Ngaron will decide whether to destroy the Trump business empire on the basis of victimist allegations brought by an attorney general who promised voters she would bring down Donald Trump. A new AP, there's actually a good AP article that talks about this. AP says, An Associated Press analysis of nearly 70 years of civil cases under the law showed that such a penalty has only been imposed a dozen previous times. And Trump's case stands apart in a significant way. It's the only big business found that was threatened with a shutdown without a showing of obvious victims and major losses. Uh, Another part of this says, and though the bank offered Trump lower interest rates because he had agreed to personally guarantee the loans with his own money, it's not clear how much better the rates were because of the inflated figures. The bank never complained, and it's unclear how much it lost, if anything. Bank officials called to testify couldn't say for sure if Trump's personal statement of worth had any impact on the rates. This sets a horrible precedent, said Adam Lightman Bailey, a New York real estate lawyer who once successfully sued a Trump condo building for misrepresenting sales to lure buyers. Added University of Michigan law professor William Thomas, who suffered here? We haven't seen a long list of victims. So yes, this is another one. When just punitively just trying to destroy him. And that psycho, uh, Un-Garon, In-Garon, will do it. You saw him. He's another yeah. psychotic. These, there are psychotics all over the place. Yeah. This is a, it, just amazing. And if they take, like, for some reason, the state of New York's going to just take the Trump business that he, that his family built up for decades and decades and decades. Talk about freaking tyranny. That is yeah. freaking, if if they do it to Trump, they will do it to Everybody.
2: Right. And that's the irony, too, of, you know, dumb people like, you know, Joy Reid or the View ladies being worried that, like, Trump's going to weaponize the DOJ and go after his political enemies and all this stuff. Like, first of all, dubious that Trump's even going to do that because in his first term, at least, he seemed to lack the motivation to really do, like, a hardcore clean out in the federal government and like so who knows how much he'll actually accomplish in terms of that second of all he probably should absolutely he probably should use these same tools against the people who are going after him i mean like why not go after the political enemies right like this is this is sort of like a pivotal moment with the doj stuff and all the three-letter agencies and and the willingness of regular people to go along with it, like there are so many <coughs> radicalized fellow citizens who are crazy, like the people <coughs> on these juries and stuff. Right.
3: The only chance we have is if, if they notice that this behavior is hurting their own. So, for instance, um, the Boston Globe has an editorial out, which is shocking. Mm-hmm. Newton teachers should end illegal strike. That's a pretty gd damning um, editorial from the Boston Globe. That is a shot directly at the situation, which is great, obviously, because I'm all for it. But, you know, these Newton teachers, uh, people are seeing now. It's not just, you know, me tweeting out them singing songs. It is, people see that, that this is like that this is BS. These people are behaved badly. They're not behaving in good faith. You know, to call people, uh, like, uh, parasites, and have all these songs.
2: Oh, and to have, like, the head of counseling out here saying, like, he needs a contract that's going to heal him and solve his, like, personal trauma issues, right? And it's not just that. I mean, the Newton City Council was out there uh, today saying that they need a compromise right now to get back in school while they continue negotiations. Because... And I'm sure they're starting to hear from, you know, parents as well, because this is starting to reach a point. Like, it's all fun and games for a day or two. But this has been eight school days. Yes. So far. So (laughs) that's a lot. You're now I mean, generally school districts budget for an extra five days of snow days. So they've already burned through all of that and then some like they have to get the kids back in school because the school districts required to provide people with 180 days (coughs) of education in Massachusetts. So there's, you know, there are going to be problems here. Eight days of class canceled so far. This is from Nekin says this. Um. The Newton Teachers Association and the Newton School Committee were still negotiating when the City Council held a news conference where Council President Mark Laredo said its members had grave concern over the protracted negotiations as our community seems to be torn apart. This is not good for our teachers. This is not good for our staff. This is not good for families. This is not good for community members as a whole. And most importantly, most importantly, the people we care about most, our children, are suffering because they are not in school. The Council doesn't oversee the Newton Public Schools, but they've issued letters to the mayor, the school committee, and the union urging them to reach a fair, sustainable agreement to get kids and teachers back in class. Um, He says the strike has to end. We need to get our kids back in the classroom. Earlier in the day, the Newton School Committee submitted a new proposal, including an increased cost of living adjustment of between 12 and 15 percent. F you the union, which is facing nearly half a million dollars in fines as the strike continues, rejected the proposal and submitted a counteroffer, according to the chair of the school committee. Jeff
3: Jacoby writes about this in the Globe today. He says mm-hmm. great. Uh, He brings in a comparison with Reagan and the air traffic controllers. Mm-hmm. Um, it he this is after he issued an ultimatum in 1981 to the air traffic controllers. Reagan said, "I must tell those I must tell those who failed to report for duty this morning." They're in violation of the law, he said, and if they do not report for work within 48 hours, they have forfeited their jobs and will be terminated. Two days later, only 1,300 air traffic controllers had returned to work. Reagan fired the 11,345 who hadn't. As a one-time union leader who had led a strike, Reagan took no pleasure in moving against the controllers. Not least because Patco had been one of the few unions Mm -hmm. to endorse him during the 1980 presidential campaign. But federal law explicitly banned government workers from striking, and Reagan believed that failing to uphold the law would set a terrible precedent, opening the door to further extortion from other public employee unions. You think? It would also convey (laughs) a deeply corrosive message that laws intended to protect the public could be flouted with impunity. At his press conference, he praised those air traffic controllers who had remained at their posts and quoted one who had resigned from the union and reported to work, saying, how can I... I ask my kids to obey the law if I don't. Members of the the Newton Teachers Association should have asked the same question before abandoning their jobs. Even if the striking teachers don't care about the toxic example they are setting, Newton's taxpayers and elected officials certainly ought to. It is outrageous that the union's 2,000 teachers and other school personnel have left so many families in the lurch, forcing parents into a desperate scramble to make arrangements for daycare Throwing children's routines into turmoil, intensifying stress and anxiety uh, across the community, and weakening particular and weakening particular. I'm sorry, in wreaking uh, particular havoc on children with learning and health disabilities.
2: Mm-hmm. At least two parents, sets of parents, have filed lawsuits here, now here. against the city as well um, for keeping the students out of school and saying it's causing emotional distress to their kids. Um, this article goes on. Teachers say they want nothing more than to be back in the classroom. We also know that if we go back now, we'll never get the mental health supports for the kids. Oh, see, it's about the kids again. We'll never get the humane parental leave for teachers. We'll never get above poverty level pay for Unit C members, Newton Spanish teacher Demise Kremen said. Just teach spanish
3: yeah jacoby uh, to reiterate
2: the average teacher salary in newton is eighty three thousand dollars a year
3: jacoby ends with since january 18th newton's teachers have deliberately been breaking the law let them know they have 24 hours to return to the jobs or they'll have no jobs to return to can every one of these useless pieces every one of these guitar playing a-holes so entitled they're the biggest dirtbags around they're so entitled
2: Mm -hmm. did you see the video it's from a few days ago where the um, some of the parents were trying to get in and um, they were the union people were blocking the door and not letting the parents No, really yeah let me see if I can find it again I sent it to us earlier but it's um, it's absolutely been like completely out of control and um, and uh, and you know like I say I think The people in Newton are very liberal, you know, I think, and they're probably very pro-teacher. They certainly have spent a lot of money on schools and things. Um, But, you know, I think probably most of them were totally willing to support good teacher pay. Probably a lot of them showed up at the protests at first for the first few days. I know in our town here, which is not even not as liberal as that, I'm sure people would show up and be like, yay, support the teachers, blah, 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 teacher pay, etc., for a day or two, right? You have to get it together and get back in the classroom, even if you don't get what you want, because this isn't how this works.
3: Here's a parent. Parents
1: out of this building that the parents pay for. I'd like to see that mass teachers association guy who's walking around here telling parent Newton parents that they can't be here. Why not? They're here to, Who's here to have their kids go back to school? Yep. Let's hear it. <laughs> this is ridiculous. The adults need to. Do their job and get the kids back in school. And the Mass Teachers Association shouldn't have anything to do with this. This is about Newton. Mass Teachers Association should get out of town. Let the Newton people deal with this.
3: Yeah, they're not going to do that.
2: Yeah, no. So, I mean, like they say, I think they've inv- invested too much time now to go back without getting all these things that they've said that they want i mean i don't know what's going to happen now but obviously like all the teachers unions are going to try this now and like i said before like i don't think they're going to go back for a while until they yep. get everything because why would they
3: no why would you they were worked up into a lather they think that they're heroes you had Iana presley saying you're doing the right thing yeah, your heroes. Sometimes you gotta, you know, there's good trouble. Freaking disgrace, disgrace! All of these people, absolute disgraces. Uh, Dateline Walpole, Alice A Walpole high school student mm-hmm. is in hot water after school officials said she video recorded herself taking down an Israeli flag off a school wall, then throwing the flag into a trash chute. Student was identified, and appropriate action was taken. Walpole Public Schools said. Um, the 29 second video which was shared on social media shows a female student dressed in black and recording herself ripping the Israeli flag off a white wall the student then crumbles the flag in her hands and opens her eyes wide while looking directly into the video camera she then continues to record herself walking inside a building the video then shows an outdoor trash chute. the student shows herself she throws it away so um, smart there you go there you go Walpole High. congratulations yeah. What a mess these public schools are. And you know the union just feels is right there with them on that. They're all, all for the pro-Hamas stuff.
2: Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they've been telling it to the students. I'd be surprised if there weren't some Hamas flags or uh, whatever, Palestine flags there at the protest. No? Yeah. I'm sure there were. Um, so right in our neighborhood, honey... Um, there is... Libs of TikTok has picked this up. Did you see I mentioned this to you? No. This is actually... We started to read about this the other day, and we didn't get to it. Um, and somebody clued us into this. You should go look at your Facebook messages and see who it was that clued us into this because so we can get proper credit. They may actually even be from Atkinson, New Hampshire, which is essentially like three towns away from us, Atkinson, New Hampshire. Right. It's like right over there. And so... um They sent it to us because they thought we might be interested. This has been so far only a local brouhaha, but I think it's going to get some more attention because um, it is um, it, you know, is getting on libs of TikTok and all this stuff. So um, this is this is the opening in Atkinson, New Hampshire, essentially in a house. It's somebody running a business out of a house that's um, an adult diaper spa. Oh right, right, right. You don't remember this?
3: Yeah, yeah. We almost checked it out. As a matter of fact.
2: Yeah, we thought about going and driving by. Apparently, it's really near to a like kids' playground, which is part of the problem people have with it. Um, and, but uh, basically, what this is is this offers services to people who are adults who have the fetish of wearing diapers. Right,
3: but, but here, well, you know what else. Here's my thing with you. Uh-huh. Who cares? Like, like, well, if they want to be freaks, just go ahead and be freaks. So? You're an authoritarian uh,
2: Yeah, I'm an authoritarian. Uh, I'm an authoritarian zealot, yeah. Um, my thing is that I think people who have the fetish of needing to dress up as little kids and act like little mm-hmm. kids and pretend to be them and dress up in diapers and are obsessed with that enough... To pay I mean, this costs like three hundred dollars an hour. Really? Yes.
3: Oh, I should teach this.
2: <laughs> oh man. You're opening a diaper spot? Yes, I here. am. I am. Um Yeah, if you if you're that into being in diapers and pretending to be a little kid and you know, let's be real like a lot of this is a is a fetish sexuality thing. Oh totally. I mean it's not that I think that all the people who want to wear adult diapers are pedophiles, but I think there's probably a good amount of overlap now.
3: Um, I, uh, without any proof, I would say yes.
2: I mean, yeah, this is just a guess, but I'm thinking that likely the pedophile community and the uh, and the adult diaper community have some... Have some overlap. So basically, it's a um, it's a spa like nursery experience for the little one inside of you, performing a warm, safe, and nurturing environment while you indulge in relaxation and self care. Three hundred dollars an hour minimum session, uh, two hours. You can have a virtual like Zoom or telephone play date. You can also do it as a diaper B and B, a premier experience. It's for twenty four hours. It's fifteen hundred dollars. It's a premier spa experience where you um, go. It's for the little one inside you. They ensure a relaxing and rejuvenating escape, providing top-notch care and pampering services. So if you go to their FAQ, uh, who is Dr. Murphy? This is the woman who runs it, Dr. Colleen Murphy, I think. She says she's an exceptionally trained and licensed medical doctor with over two decades of knowledge and experience in nurturing others. She's spent her career walking with various people on their physical, mental, and spiritual health and wellness journey. She is a fellowship trained, she is fellowship trained in integrative and holistic medicine and is a trauma-informed intimacy and relationship
3: coach. Uh, yes. In other words, a psycho. She
2: Mm. is neurodivergent, so she would agree, I guess, with that assessment, and uh, most diligently approached for the design of the diaper spa to stimulate all of the senses in an incredibly soft and soothing way. This is consciously not an overstimulatory environment with drawers overflowing with every toy, stuffy, and book imaginable.
3: Oh, good. Every stuffy? Good. Uh, Instead, I have a question for you. Uh Uh-huh. I have a question for you. Yes. If you found out that I blew my entire next paycheck at this place in two days, mm-hmm. what would make you most angry?
2: Uh, that's a
3: tough question. Would that be a game over situation for yeah, our marriage? Yeah, I think
2: there'd be restraining orders involved, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, the Diaper Spa is here to serve all diaper-wearing individuals who seek acceptance, respite, and care. We embrace 21 plus...
3: I put the chances, by the way, at less than 5%.
2: We embrace 21-plus-year-old individuals from all races, genders, sexual persuasions, and preferences. We celebrate the genuine you. We are LGBTQIA+, plus friendly and affirming. Good. We are trauma-informed. Only guests over 21 years old can consent and receive our very elite one-on-one care.
3: You know who deserves free free counseling? The people at Service Mac who have to go in there. Oh wait, no.
2: Service Mac is our mortgage company.
3: That's right. Those are the people who hate what us. What are you talking about? Um, the people. What's the cleaning company?
2: Um, Service Pro.
3: Service Pro. Yes.
2: Or Serv Pro. Or Serv Pro. Like that.
3: Is it Serv Pro? Yeah. Well. No.
2: Okay. Uh. So. Of course, with every visit, like every visitor is different. However, we tailor our highly specialized one-on-one care experience entirely to each of our unique guests. We start with a discussion to confirm goals, boundaries, and consent. We
3: boundaries. Dis- what do I need to boundaries for? It's well, like, yeah. are they going like, uh, to crank me up to the ceiling like by my genitals with some steel like, instruments? We discuss and agree upon
2: a blueprint for the session. We perform and play out the session as decided and then enjoy aftercare. Imagine a safe and judgment-free session where you can openly express yourself and partake of your favorite you activities. You know what else?
3: I am officially now going to establish a safe word with you. <laughs> Especially after today.
2: More luxurious services can include hypno-regression, yoga, massage, makeovers, and piggy paint. You can enjoy nap time, play time, story time, cuddle time, changing time, coloring, nursery rhymes, changing and time? sing-alongs. Okay. Yeah, no, this is the idea of it, is that it's like, this person plays the adult and yeah, like changes yeah. your diaper. Does stuff. sometimes
3: baby need to be punished? You think?
2: Uh, I would bet that probably. Some so, of that wh- isn't this
3: in. an elaborate way just to say this is a gay whorehouse?
2: Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think the MD and the like cuddle time, sing along services Alice, are what a it cover cost? for what, a-
3: a, what hookers charge for the hour.
2: I have no idea. I do not know the glowing the going rate on that.
3: Do they do go by the hour or by the by the act? Who is charged for an hour? Because this is three hundred bucks an hour. Okay. Obviously, right?
2: Yeah, they have military discounts.
3: Wish I'd served. Generally between one hundred fifty and five hundred an hour for independent or managed escorts to get their clients from online ads. Wow, it's good to not be addicted to hookers
2: mm-hmm. oh good here's one of their blog posts therapeutic restraint consensual and informed use by uh, adult diaper wearers
3: okay c- c- okay i've got enough so of this, this is
2: things. when they tie you up hashtag restraint bdsm bondage compression swaddling diaper safety consent ropes swaddling. cuffs sick <laughs> Calming and restrictive.
1: All in the right, world
2: of adult but baby diaper lovers, individuals often seek unique and consensual ways to create a sense of safety and security. This blog post aims to shed light on the consensual, informed, and safe use of compression and restraint within the ABTL community. Back to my scientific research. Oh, Alice, you're data, addicted to think, the story. Can I move along? I mean, I just think it's fascinating that they're couching this in all this medical language. Like, you just have a fetish. Yes, but doesn't this tell you that, like, they're just trying to be the next trans thing? Like, the trans thing is also just that.
3: You have a fetish, but you're starting off with, like, diaper changing and, like, all these uh, performative things. It's like, talk about it. Hit the gas. Like, just get to the stuff if you're going to have your That's fetish. That's what gets them going. I guess it is. I guess it is. Uh, Dateline New York NYPD officers will have to... Re- <coughs> NYPD officers will have to record race of people they question under new police transparency law. There's some very cute AP phrasing here. New York City police officers will be required to record the apparent race, gender, and ages of most people they stop for questioning under a new law passed Tuesday by the city council, which overrode a veto by Eric Adams. The issue was thrust into the national spotlight in recent days when NYPD officers pulled over a black council member... Remember that? Yes. Without giving him a reason. The law gives police reform advocates a major win in requiring the nation's largest police department and its 36,000 officers to document all investigative encounters in a city that once had officers routinely stop. This is the this, this, this sentence. In a city that once had officers routinely stop and frisk huge numbers of men for weapons, dash a strategy that took a heavy toll on communities of color. Because they were finding guns and sending people to jail. So that was the that was the heavy toll on communities of color.
2: Right. It first. also, I am willing to bet, because as we have talked about, as everyone acknowledges, most crimes are committed by and on people of the same race. Yes. Um, it also probably uh, helped communities of color a lot. Of course it did. The crime rate was way down. (laughs) This is why, you know. Of course,
3: what you've done is you've taken away the ability for young uh, black men to shoot each other to death, right? With stop and frisk, so it's racist. You can't have that, and so it affected communities of color, right? But anyway, so now this is just a way to harangue the police. Oh, why did you interview them? What was Mm a race? What was a effing? You know what? I hope New York burns to the ground. F F New York, man. F these psychotics. Yeah. Because this guy was pulled over um, for a valid reason and let off.
2: Speaking of psychotics from New York, I would just like to—I know we're low on time, but I just want to end on this tiny note, which is that uh, Jamal Bowman, the squad member, some of their people have unearthed some of his old blog posts, and of course, because he's a psycho progressive. anti-Semite he it's full of like conspiracy theories like that 9-11 was an inside job which you know like I don't even you know there are so many radicals on like both sides of the aisle that have thought that at some point like I don't even find that that shocking anymore that a hardcore progressive squad member would think that 9-11 was an inside job absolutely you know but what I did find really hilarious about this is that his 9-11 conspiracy theories were expressed in the form of poetry mm-hmm. <laughs> which that was a new one on me so I just want to read you a tiny bit of this 2001 planes used as missiles target the twin towers later in the day building seven also collapsed hmm mm-hmm. Uh-oh. multiple explosions heard before And during the collapse. Hmm. And then it goes on in another stanza. Allegedly, two other planes. The Pentagon. Pennsylvania.
1: Hmm.
2: Hijacked by terrorists. Minimal damage done. Minimal debris found.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
4: (laughs) I love it. Meanwhile. So if
2: everybody would put your wacky theories as poetry... That would make the world a much more entertaining mm. place, I think. He mm.
3: you knows something's up. Meanwhile, fellow squad member Corey Bushell is being investigated by the DOJ. The thing...
2: I won't let them get that off. You can't get that off. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to to allow that. So if I end up spending two hundred thousand, if I spend ten, ten, ten more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets. So ironically, of course. Yeah. This is what she's using to fund her own private police, who's also her boyfriend.
3: Right. And so you hire these activist psychos, and they go to office, and they get a little power, and you see what they do. And I'm sorry, you see what they do. And, uh, you know, it ain't me, boy. It ain't me you're looking for in this uh, specific event. You can handle that yourself, people who love Cory Bush. The fat lady who sat eating Oreos overnight on the Capitol Steps. That actually pressured Joe Biden into doing the um, the eviction uh, moratorium. These people are all sick. They're all partners in crime. Sayonara, lady. I can't wait. Go to jail. Bye-bye. Uh, Alice, what is the uh, hot sauce?
2: That is the Chelsea Fire Wicked hot sauce. They bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked hotline where you can leave a chat chat message for the show.
3: Big doings, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even think you know this yet. There's a new weekly podcast coming out. Starting next week. Oh yeah. Starring Ryan Whitney. Okay. David Portnoy. Okay. And Kirk Minahan. Very cool. Wasn't that isn't that great? Mm-hmm. Like that's like that's fantastic. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. All right. Where are you, buddy? Where are you, chat Let's see over here. I did open it though. It's you exist somewhere. <sighs> you exist in the binary, man. Hold on. Hold on. There we go. Oh, it's a sweet switch. Okay. Okay. Here we go.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yesterday, I pooped my pants, and it was the worst I've ever experienced
3: experiencing. Uh-oh. Oh, dang it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the word from Joe Biden. Dr. Cheswick mentions that we didn't play his All You Can Eat message. Oh. We didn't. Damn it. He's going excoriate, to excoriate us here. Tom, did you really confuse the words episiotomy and hypothesis? Yes, I did. Those are two radically different things. <laughs> just, just letting you know. Yeah, my mind is, it was. I didn't have it there. I knew that it was a multisyllabic word. A lot of
1: words. They are not similar. Okay. Uh, also, um, Cullen is a
3: sick, awful liar. Yes, yes, Liar plagiarist i mean the guy's just repulsive to to have done what he did for the sake of a story come on yeah it's disgusting and if i find out that uh here we go you're talking to kevin cullen i will make certain that uh we'll pull all your funding Ooh, i love it i love it nicely done nicely done and i'm sorry about that dr Chester. we will play your all-conic message what we do another one? Was probably Thursday maybe. Usually
2: Friday we have time, I feel like.
3: Yeah. We've been rocking and rolling here. Dang it. I gotta remember. That's on me, Alice. I'm, you know what I'm doing? I'm taking more since I've been told to, to hit the gas. I'm taking more off your plate and putting more on my plate. How do you like that?
1: Okay. Hey Tom and Alice, Mike and Groovin here. Hey, Mike. Uh, I just wanted to follow up um on something I heard on an episode last week concerning your broken clothes dryer which yeah. led tom to travel to grove to the laundromat there yeah, yeah. it's a great when laundromat you were explaining that alice just quietly in the background just goes yeah i haven't had a chance to get to that yet um so i just wanted to follow up i did ask alice the other day on twitter if mm-hmm. she's had a chance to repair the dryer yeah um did that part come in do we now have a dryer
2: did my part come in i did it come in? Didn't it I don't do know.
3: But well, didn't wasn't it supposed to be here last
2: night? Yeah. Did we? Did it come in last night? Or I don't did know. It do it today. I don't know.
3: I, I. I. That's a good question. Did it come in? Is it on? Is it on Prime? Would I see it on Amazon?
2: You would see it on Amazon.
3: Amazon. Let me see. Did you
2: bring in a dryer belt? I did not bring in a dryer belt.
3: I don't recall bringing in a dryer belt. Returns and orders. Let's see. See if the Amazons come. Okay. We need that sweetener, by the way. Where is that?
2: It's supposed to be delivered in our monthly delivery. dryer drum like felt replacement
3: 4th. was delivered January twentieth. What is tonight?
2: The 30th. Wow!
3: Two days ago, I got here.
2: <laughs> Where is it? I don't know. <laughs> My mail bringer in there has failed me.
3: <clears throat> I brought in the mail. I brought in yesterday too. Um, wow! So that's good to know. Okay. So we have not. We don't have a dryer as yet. No, shit. But it was nice going to the laundromat. I thought it was good bonding. The bond-
2: laundromat is lovely. I it was like good it bonding said.
3: time. The lady who runs it was kind of cool, kind of fun.
2: Our kids' karate uniform may still even be there. Yeah,
3: it's true. We'll do, we'll <laughs> we see. need
2: to look around our house more.
3: All right. Are you ready, Elsa? Mm-hmm.
2: Did I lose it again? Come on. Paige just keeps eluding <laughs> you me. Your chat chat page is gone?
3: Yeah. How can that be? Okay. I'll open another one. Switch to this tab. All right.
2: <laughs> Wait a second Where are You, you already
3: did all these Okay, here we go You
2: ready? I'm so ready Ooh
1: <laughs> Hey Tom and Alice, Mike and Groveland Hi, hey, Mike Between Kevin Cullen, the Newton teachers Yep And the horrible singer-songwriter From the uh, from the projects of uh, Gloucester Gloucester, yes
3: <laughs> this- That's Mike Rowe, right? Oh, Kevin Rowe Kevin Lowe? Jeff Rowe Jeff Rowe
1: is is
3: doomed yeah it
1: really is um, I think Trump's first order of business when he gets back in office is Moab
3: <laughs> uh,
2: Massachusetts
3: <laughs> mm, yeah no problem with that whatsoever or at least
2: just shut things down Here until we is. can figure out what's My going on first real
3: pop song you know what I'd take you open up Norwich Hospital in Connecticut and I want old fashioned Victorian looking sanitariums back yeah there used to be one I think it was in Danvers
2: our th- school used to be one I'm pretty sure wasn't it? It what? was like a Catholic orphanage. Our yeah, school. it wasn't
3: a sanitarium, Alice.
2: Isn't that like similar?
3: No, Alice. Okay. No, Jesus. Why? You, too bad you said this at the end of the show. That's crazy. <laughs> An orphanage is where little kids go who don't have parents. <laughs>
2: oh, okay. <laughs> but Shh. they also Guns have... Don't yourself. But they've friend. also all been shut down. The orphanage? Yeah, I guess so. There's no orphanage. Yeah, but there used to be
3: one, like a a sanitarium, like in Danvers, where you you could hear them like yelling from the distance. The uh, inmates or whatever they're called.
2: There was one kind of near Lexington too. It might even. It's awesome. I've been up up Lexington-Waltham area. Yes,
3: it is. What's the road uh, called? Farnham or something? It's great. I've checked out all those abandoned buildings before. I believe one Mm -hmm. of your sisters used to go drinking there. Um, but I've checked out the man in buildings. It's fantastic. Farmage, it's a very Lexington-Waltham name that it is. And actually, the old the old main house where you check in is still there down below. It's fantastic. It's like it's 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 an F. Farmage. You guys will know. Oh, it's so cool. I love that. Love that stuff. Oh, we need a sanitariums back. As a matter of fact, I will check myself into one as a matter of <laughs> fact. B A S. I don't know what that means. TJ's. Saugus.
2: Trader Joe's sagas. So, John something.
4: Hi, guys. Hey. Just another Steve here.
2: Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Alice,
4: you looked absolutely amazing in that hoodie that I sent you. Thank you for wearing it.
3: Wow. Thank you. What hoodie?
2: Steve Show, I think. Oh, Steve. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I was thinking John because the Trader Joe's reference to John and Weakfield. Oh. Are you okay?
3: Yes, I wanted to grab my my official um, Travis Matthew tag. Um, Are you okay? Tag. Yeah, I, when I bent down like that, <laughs> I pulled a, a riblet <laughs> or something. And so, yeah. Yeah, the Travis Matthew stuff is fantastic. It's just fantastic. Alice actually yeah. wore mine the other day, too, to get nice and snuggly.
2: Because I keep our house at 60 degrees. So I then I constantly complain about it.
3: Yeah, yeah. But it's good. I think there's something that I'm telling you guys, I don't know much about women. I, as if you read my evaluation today, you will tell that I know zero about women in <laughs> women's bodies and anything like that. Um, but I can tell you that other than feeding them, keeping them warm is another really good thing. That's this Travis Matthews, <laughs> Travis Matthew, um, sweatshirt. Well,
2: my electric blanket died.
3: Oh, yeah. We got to get you another one of those.
4: Tom, you look like a slightly better version of yourself in Thank the gear you. that I've sent you. Thank you. So I keep wearing it. Uh, the other day, you guys were talking about that Trader Joe's on Route 1 in Saugus. I yes. know that place well, and yep. you're right.
3: It is very, very difficult to get in and out of that place. Oh, that is a tough yeah. one, man. It's a tough one. Or there's, isn't there a uh, Border Cafe up there, too? And is that place, then the TJ's, there's uh, that place that's um, that's a good uh, toy store for kids, like the Science Toy, toy Store.
2: The Learning Company. Learning Company. There's like a pet store there, too. Yeah. yeah but where man, we got many fish that are now deceased.
3: That's right.
4: Now, Tom, you've confessed yes. to have some aggressive driving tendency. Yep. And you also spend a lot of time in grocery stores. Yes. Do you find grocery stores to be a place of solace or if Lionel were aimlessly meandering down the aisle, yep. blocking the anchovies? Do you want to smash your cart into his Achilles? That's how I feel in stores.
3: It's a great point. I do have some grocery store rage. Like there was, I I don't know, I used to sing a song with Alice. Mm -hmm. You know, they like like the cereal aisle with their carts, they like the milk aisle with their carts, they like the rice aisle with their carts, they like all the aisles with their carts. Because people, and especially when I lived in Brookline, Trader Joe's there, people would bring the their carts into every aisle. So it was always blocked. There were some times when I like needed to be airlifted out because there were people blocking every part of it. Yeah. So my big problem is, is not necessarily, my big problem is, um, is that I am a, if I'm in the 12 items or less line, I will go in that line with 17 items. And, and like, I've got a total, like, just take it easy attitude ready for people. But if somebody else goes with 17 items in front of me, I want to roll a grenade in front of them.
2: <laughs> of course. Of course. Because I have a great... But yeah, I mean, I don't... Trader Joe's tend to be a little cramped. So that can be an issue in a Trader Joe's also. Um, but it did used to be really bad at the market basket in Reading, particularly if you went on like a Saturday morning or something. <laughs> yeah.
3: You had to have do like a shot of Because uh, that was like
2: the only market basket around there. Yeah. Um, Generally around here, because there's like a larger concentration of market baskets for the size mm-hmm. of the population, there's not the same problem. No, you can go to no. the market baskets and just be free and shop.
3: Right, and actually today I actually went to the, the Newburyport Shaws, which is in the same plaza. There is a market basket, so the Shaws is always empty. Right, and they there
2: was like some good, tumbleweed level empty.
3: Yes, there were some good deals there. Which I like. So I'm not sleeping on Shaws anymore. I got some really good deals. And out.
2: actually, that's a good Shaws. We've been like mentally broken about Shaws because the one in Melrose was so yes. bad. The but... only time
3: I ever contemplated suicide was being at that Melrose Shaws. Every time I went in there, it was, <laughs> oh, my goodness, it was awful. So,
2: but yeah, the one here is a very nice grocery store, actually.
4: I'm a very peaceful driver on the road, but yeah. my anxiety level in a grocery store is absolutely through the roof. Yeah, Now, Mrs. Just Another Steve, she's a different story. She's got supermarket superpowers. She comes home every Friday after a stressful work week and bangs out the loop of hell. Market Basket Revere, Trader Joe's and Petsmart in Saugus, and Whole Foods in Linfield.
3: Wow. I don't know
4: how she does it. That's She's a, t- a much better person than I
3: am. That's a tough one, but I do have some insight to that That Market Basket in Revere. When that first opened, I discovered the you, you go drive around to the back of the building and park behind on the side of it. That's the way, what I always did. In, like, There's a carriage corral or whatever. It's where employees would park. You
2: were always into that one. I never got into that market basket.
3: Oh, I loved that one. It was a cool... It was one of the first I ones. It was
2: a Chelsea market basket. Oh,
3: you gotta be... Man, you gotta be... That's, but I used to make a zen. big
2: trip once a week. Um, my sister-in-law lived in Malden at that time and didn't have a car, so once a week I would pick her up. We both had kids, little kids, like younger than school age, so we would go after, like... I took Sally to school i would go pick her up and we would go to chelsea yeah. and do like a trip to the mecca of all market baskets and then come home
3: yeah no i love it but and in general
2: good. we're really spoiled for market for like grocery stores up here
3: yeah up to this part of living in horse country that everything's 18 miles away but there's no traffic lights and you can get to everything there's plenty of things plenty of like breakfast up here which always was a problem yeah Back- and
2: like the grocery stores are 10 minutes away instead of 30 minutes away which is like a huge difference
3: oh it's all it's all it's a, that's a big plus for being up here it's another you know solar system and you don't have the hue and excitement of boston like right over the t- right but no it's worth it just another steve call again good message
2: thank you so much for listening everybody do leave your chat chat messages all the steves yes it's- well, we're missing a Steve. We're down a That's Steve right. still. So, but just another Steve. Steve from Merrimack. All the Steves. John, you can call in, too, from Wakefield. Wh- whoever. Um, we're always happy to hear from you. You can do that at burnbrowpodcast.com. If you want to join the Patreon and be there for we live streams. We need more stations. chicks
3: calling, too. Oh, yeah. I know. Have- I've messaged with a whole bunch of people. I know that there's that. I, I it might even be almost an even split, listener-wise, demographics. Do you think?
2: Um, well, I think, well, according to our Spotify demographics, we lean more male, but we've also had a lot of people tell us that they listen as a couple.
3: Right. Okay, I get that, and also because I'm attractive, I think a lot of chicks will probably. Probably, yeah, it. I bet. Oh, sorry.
2: C'est la vie.